Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. Today we'll be speaking about building a retirement pie one slice at a time. Why would I use the metaphor of a pie in regard to retirement? We'll get to that in just a minute. But first of all, what I'd like you to do is just stop and think for just a second and try and imagine the smell of your favorite pie as it comes out of the oven, freshly baked. And then to imagine the taste of that same imaginary pie once it's cooled just a bit. But before you get to taste your imaginary pie, you must first gather ingredients, mix these ingredients in the right amount and the right ratio, layer the ingredients in the right order, and then you got to cook your imaginary pie for the right period of time until it's perfectly cooked. For me, that special favorite pie has always been a toss-up between my mom's homemade cherry or apple pies. Cherry pies were seasonal, so cherry pies usually got the nod because cherries weren't available year-round. Just like the imaginary pie that I was just speaking about, a retirement pie is also a combination of many different ingredients that are mixed a certain way, layered in a pan, in this case a retirement account, and then allowed to cook or mature for a period of time. Building a retirement pie normally involves building and combining several different funding sources over a long period. Account types and account funding will vary from person to person. For many retirement pie investors, this process can be complex and is usually implemented over a long period. That becomes a problem for many investors because they want to create the framework for a retirement pie as quickly as possible and have it as easily implemented as possible. But just like great pies, great retirement pies need time, care, and love to reach their full potential. So don't be like the guy who keeps opening up the oven to check on the pie before it's fully baked and ends up ruining the pie. Just like the pie in the oven, sometimes investors want to rush the process. They want everything done quickly and painlessly. And it is this need to try and do everything at once that causes a lot of problems for a lot of investors. So let's see what we can do about trying to avoid retirement pie problems. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I would get back to the allegory of the pie and the reason why I used the pie to represent retirement planning. The pie allegory actually goes back to my career in dentistry. During my career in dentistry, I always tried to create word pictures to help to explain more complicated treatments and procedures to help patients to understand. Most people have a general knowledge of dentistry, but they're not really well versed in the particulars of treatment and treatment protocol. And I found that early in my career, building word pictures help to explain more complex dental problems and treatments. So one day I was doing a case presentation for a patient who, like most people, I felt had a limited understanding of the complexities of dentistry. And I was trying to create word pictures to help him to understand that we were going to take his whole treatment and break it down into smaller and more manageable pieces. The patient sat very quietly during my whole presentation and really didn't ask a lot of questions. 
So at the completion of my case presentation, I asked him if he understood what we were going to try and do and what I was proposing. He didn't say anything for a second or two. Then he looked me straight in the eyes and he said, Sure, Dr. Guidry, I get it. You can eat a whole pie if you eat it a piece at a time. And boom, there it was. He, in that moment, created one of the best word pictures for me that I used throughout my dental practice. So if we use the same metaphor and imagine that your retirement pie is a real pie, then your retirement pie is best eaten or built a piece at a time. Trying to eat a whole pie in one sitting usually ends up with a lot of wasted pie, an upset stomach, or both. Just like eating a real pie, your retirement pie should be built slowly and thoughtfully, one piece at a time. Just like trying to eat a whole pie in one sitting, trying to build your retirement pie in one sitting will create wasted time, assets, and most likely an upset stomach. So following the same line of thought, most of us have probably heard of dump cakes where you just take all the ingredients, you just dump it into a pan and put it in an oven and bake it. But I've never heard of a dump pie. A pie's ingredients have to be placed into the pie pan in the correct order. Crust first, then the filling, then if you want pastry strips or to cover it with anything else, then that comes last. In much the same way, a retirement pie's ingredients although not quite as critical, need to be placed and formulated in a certain general order. One of the most important ingredients is starting early with planning and saving. Time can be your best friend or it can be your worst enemy. This is best illustrated by an example of two different savers. Saver 1 starts at age 25. He invests $12,000 a year for 15 years for a total investment amount of $180,000. Saver 2 waits 10 years and starts investing at age 35. Saver 2 also invests $12,000 a year, but invests for a period of 30 years instead of 15 years. So his total invested amount is $360,000, which is twice as much as the first saver. So... Who ends up with more money? Well, believe it or not, at age 67, the first saver has a terminal value in his account of $1,346,939, while saver 2 has a terminal value of $948,698. Because saver 1 started 10 years earlier, even though he only invested half as much, he still ends up with a final balance of almost $400,000 greater than Saver 2, who invested twice as much. This really doesn't seem to make sense, but because Saver 1 invested 10 years earlier, his dollars have more time to compound, and it affects his terminal balance in a positive way. I really can't stress enough the value of early saving and early planning. But what happens if you're in a situation where you can't save early? Well, you can still reach retirement and have a great retirement. You just have to work harder and you have to save more because you have less time for those funds to compound and grow. Starting a comprehensive and coordinated retirement plan early means less lost time 
and effort by creating a targeted approach. Early planning reduces errors and continual changes that cost time and money. The second retirement pie ingredient that we're going to speak about is the type of retirement account that you place your funds in. Workplace retirement plans, IRAs, or a combination of both is where most people end up putting their money. Workplace retirement plans come in a variety of flavors with the 401k plan currently dominant. 401k plans can be both traditional and 401k Roth plans. With these plans, a portion of each paycheck is automatically sent to your personal account within the retirement plan. An added benefit is that your employer is going to add a 50% match up to 6% of an employee's salary or 3% of the salary up to the 6% cap. Anyone who has earned income can open an IRA, an individual retirement arrangement, or an individual retirement account as it's commonly termed. IRA accounts can also be opened for eligible spouses if earned income is sufficient. Most major investment companies and brokerages offer IRA accounts, and most of these accounts can be set up to accommodate periodic automatic investment plans. In many cases, investors are able to use a combination of company retirement plans, IRAs, Roth IRAs, and non-deductible IRAs in concert to plan for retirement. There are rules concerning eligibility and feasibility for combining these different types of plans, so proper planning is essential. But Combining different types of retirement plans when possible can definitely supercharge your retirement funding in really amazing ways. Another key retirement pie ingredient is whether you're saving in tax-deferred or after-tax accounts. Tax deferral and deductibility can have huge tax implications when the contributions are made and also when the taxable distributions occur. Contributions made into a tax-deferred account are not taxed and the contribution amounts are deducted from taxable income in the year the contributions are made. When distributions occur, distributions are normally taxed at ordinary income tax rates. IRAs and 401ks are types of tax-deferred retirement accounts. In these accounts, Uncle Sam allows you to kick the can down the road, but the taxes are deferred. These are not tax-free accounts. So at some point, you have to pay the piper, and those taxes usually become due during the distribution phase. Contributions made into non-deductible or after-tax accounts and Roth IRAs receive no favorable tax treatment at the time of contribution because the dollars contributed have already been taxed. The main benefit occurs when Roth IRA accounts are accessed in retirement as both the contributions and the earnings are now tax-free when properly distributed. With non-deductible IRAs, only the earnings are taxed at distribution because the principal has already been taxed. It's important to decide what percentage you want to save. Along with starting early, the percentage or the amount of money you're going to save from each check has a major impact on how long you'll have to work before you can retire. If you don't save any of your spendable income, then you're going to never build a retirement savings account or generate any retirement income. You'll never be able to retire. With no retirement income being generated from savings, you have to continue working to generate earned income so that you have money to live on for the rest of your life. 
Saving 5% of discretionary income means that you'll have to work approximately 66 years in order to have a savings account that can generate enough retirement income to replace your earned income. If you move up the savings ladder and you save 20% versus 5%, then that decreases the time needed to replace earned income with investment income from a period of 66 to 37 years. If you move up the ladder again and save 40% of disposable income, then that decreases the time needed to replace earned income with investment income to 22 years. And if you're actually willing to save 65% of your income, then you'd be in a position to retire in approximately 10 and a half to 11 years. What about age versus risk? A longer time frame before retirement means more risk can be tolerated. So this means that in addition to having a longer period for your investments to grow, because you have a longer time frame, then those investments can be invested much more aggressively to maximize return potential. Basic financial planning dictates that as a person ages, then portfolio accounts should become more conservative with less risk. Fund type and diversification are important because funds need to be properly invested in a mixture of funds that are appropriate to the age and risk tolerance for each investor. Diversification of assets across many types of funds helps to reduce overall risk. Portfolio composition was discussed in detail in the podcast titled Mastering the Portfolio, Understanding Nuts and Bolts. Finding out how much you're going to need in retirement is also important and is usually an estimate based on current income. The general rule is that in order to retire, someone should have savings equal to 25 times annual income. As an example, for a person earning $100,000 a year, this means that total savings should equal $2.5 million. Another but less common approach is to determine annual spending and then use a figure of 75 to 80% of annual spending as a guide to spending in retirement. In this example, someone with a current annual spending of $100,000 would need approximately 25 times $80,000 or $2 million. So it's pretty easy to see here that using a percentage of annual spending to estimate your retirement funding needs results in a smaller net worth amount needed, which may be more accurate, but also means you'll have less flexibility and variability because your net worth amount that you're seeking is less. I think I mentioned early automating your savings. Automating your retirement contributions means you don't have to remember to contribute every month or or annually or semi-annually because it's all done for you automatically. And you want to evaluate your plan annually. Getting your plan in place is the first and most important step, but you have to continually monitor it and you have to rebalance your portfolio periodically. Over time, assets drift upward or downward, and so they need to be realigned to the desired asset allocations. For a more detailed explanation of portfolio rebalancing, you can listen to Striking the Perfect Balance, The Art of Portfolio Rebalancing. Estimating your Social Security benefits is also very important. For people born in 1960 or later, your full retirement age, which is the age which you can begin to receive full Social Security benefits, 
is age 67. The earliest age any person can start claiming Social Security benefits is age 62. However, receiving benefits at age 62 means the benefits will be reduced from your full retirement age benefits. For those people who can wait until age 70, retirement benefits will increase each year from full retirement age until age 70. After age 70, there are no further increases in your PIA or benefit amount, and so there's no reason to declare claiming Social Security benefits after age 70. The Social Security Administration website has abbreviated and comprehensive Social Security benefit calculators. The Social Security Administration site states, Your Social Security statement is available to view online by opening a My Social Security account. It's actually pretty useful to do this to open a Social Security account because it provides more security. Once you have that account open, then it becomes a lot harder for someone to hack your Social Security account. It's also useful for people of all ages who want to learn about their future Social Security benefits and also their current earnings history. For workers age 60 or older who do not have a My Social Security account, the Social Security Administration will mail Social Security statements three months prior to your birthday. As a sidebar here, the optimum time to begin receiving Social Security benefits is when they're at their maximum, which would be age 70. But current statistical data shows that only about 4% of the population actually wait until age 70 to claim their Social Security benefits. So what's the right age to retire? Many people retire early because they want to or sometimes because they have to. And many delay retirement for long periods after they are financially able to retire. The choice of when to retire is personal and individual. It's becoming increasingly popular for workers to slowly ease out of the workforce rather than retire abruptly. When you become financially independent, then you now have a lot more flexibility and you can pretty much retire whenever you want to, regardless of your work income, because now your work income is replaced automatically by investment income. So when all the above ingredients are properly mixed and placed and given time to cook, or mature, you should end up with an awesome retirement pie that you've built one piece at a time. And now some final thoughts. A retirement pie, just like a real pie, is formed by gathering ingredients, mixing the right amounts in the right ratios, layering the ingredients in the right order, and then cooking the retirement pie for the right period until it is perfectly cooked. Just like trying to eat a whole pie in one sitting, trying to build your retirement pie in one sitting will create wasted time, assets, and an upset stomach. There are a wide array of components necessary in creating a retirement pie, and these must be properly placed, applied, and continually managed over time. The choice of when to retire is personal and individual to each worker, and when you become financially independent, then you have increased flexibility and you can retire at pretty much any time you desire, regardless of your work income, because now your work income is replaced by investment income. In my next podcast, I'm going to respond to a listener question about liquidating stock holdings and moving into cash. And as always, thanks for listening. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources, and Retiring with Enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with Enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell securities.